from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. I didn't feel much like attending a cocktail party, but Judith insisted. As we drove to Cambridge, she said, what was it all about? What was it all about indeed? That is the question we'll be answering on this episode of For Christ's Sake, mm. which uh, is a show about Michael Crichton stuff, chapter by chapter, okay, what's film by film, what's computer, the, what's computer game. Computer game. I'm Hunter. Yes, that's right. What I have a this? cup of coffee and an apple. So do you, except with different things, right? Yeah. No, I've had a cup of coffee and an apple too. Okay. And you have a salt uh, and vinegar. And you have salt and vinegar chips in the gimlet. Yeah, we're, we're reading a case of need. Michael Crichton's fourth novel, published under the pseudonym Jeffrey Hudson. It's mm. a novel about uh, the mystery of a young girl's death, for which the friend of the protagonist has been accused mm. of killing because he's an abortionist. <coughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. And um, our hero, John, Ber John Barry, is trying to get to the bottom of it in tedious detail. Mm. And now he's going to a cocktail party. Boy, is he ever. <laughs> yeah, let's see. We meet all sorts of fun characters, like Norton Francis Hammond III, the hippie doctor. And we get some in sort of inventive, uh, modernist uh, literary techniques, right? Do we get modernist literary techniques? Yeah, where he sort of evokes the the sensation of wandering through a party of doctors and hearing snatches of conversation, mm. absent any interstitial narration. And I think we could recreate that by volleying back and forth and reading reading out every single ex excerpt that's quoted in the text. No, no. Wouldn't that be great? That could be a great segment of uh, no, Crichton, Havoc and no, Let Slip. No, no, no. I insist. Well, I guess we could do it. Let's do it because, and that's a good, that's a good way of setting the scene, even though it comes mm. a bit later in the chapter and we might have to jump back and forth prior to this, to this particular oh, section. God. Okay, let's it just does do set it. The shut, mood. shut up. Let's do it. You already, you already right. got me. Crichton. Did you hear about the French biochemist who had twins? He baptized one and kept the other as a control. They'll get bacteremia sooner or later anyway. And he was walking around, walking around, mind you, 
with a blood pH of 7.6 and potassium of 1. Well, what the hell do you expect of a Hopkins man? So he said, I'll give up smoking, but I'll be damned if I give up drinking. Sure, you can crack the podcasters, but it doesn't help the vasculature. She was always a nice girl. Very well dressed. They must have spent a fortune on her clothes. Course he'd be pissed. Anybody'd be pissed. Oligurric my ass. He was a nuric for five days. He still survived. In a 74-year-old bed, we just excised it luckily into the home. It's still growing anyhow. Liver reached down to his knees, practically, but no hepatic failure. She said she'd sign herself out if we didn't operate, so naturally we did. But the students are always bitching. It's a non-specific response. Well, this girl is putting it off of him. Really? Harry? With that little nurse in Seven, the blonde? Don't believe it. He publishes more children articles than most people can read in lifetimes. Metastasizes to the heart. Anyway, it goes like this. There's this desert prison scene with an old prisoner resigned to his life and a young one just arrived. The young one talks constantly of escape and after a few months he makes a break. He's gone a week. He's brought back by the guards. He's half dead, crazy with hunger and thirst. Describes how awful it was to the old prisoner. The endless stretches of sand, no oasis, no signs of life anywhere. The old prisoner listens for a while and says, Yep, I know. I tried to escape myself 20 years ago. The young prisoner said, You did? Why didn't you tell me all these months I was planning my escape? Why didn't you let me know it was impossible? And the old prisoner shrugs and says, So who publishes negative results? A check? It really sounds like a great party. Oh, should we go into a little bit of what happens at the party? What does happen at the party? Well, we're introduced to some fun new characters like Norton Francis Hammond III. <laughs> yeah, who's the who's the hippie doctor? He's an accidental revolutionary. And then we get introduced to some other characters like um Oh, this is actually probably going to come up again, I bet. I bet. I bet. I bet. Mm. Which is that Hammond talks about uh, the fact that someone stole uh, morphine from the hospital that Father Randall works for. Which seems like another thing that's being set out to be paid off later. Yeah, so not, not only is he, getting, is he getting stress from Barry's investigation, but he's also getting pressure because uh, he was responsible for the lab from which these uh, intravenous items were purloined. Stalled. Intravenous? Stalled. Why did I say that? Stalled. Right, so that's one, one thing that happens in this chapter. What else? There's George Morris, um, the host. Yeah, he's finishing his residency. He's trying to get uh, reference people referred to his new practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's we get a little we get a little bit more about Art. Apparently, he's uh, progressive in all things of his life. Apparently, as a reaction against his. Uh, Conservative Chinese heritage. Mm. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, 
And then there's Blake, who, he, who uh, Barry plays a bit of a word game with, like one of those games where you have to transform a word into another world. Another word. Why is this chapter so freaking long? <laughs> I feel like he had a word count to hit. I don't know. Who else do we have? We got, he wants to talk to Fritz Warner. He keeps on trying to get to Fritz for some fucking reason. Hmm. And, um, but then he runs into someone named Charlie Frank, who seems to be threatening Barry, telling him to buzz off the case, you know? Yeah. Then he finally talks to Fritz, and Fritz is, um... And they arrange to meet up again to talk properly, you know, in private, basically. But, and Fritz tells him about someone named Bubbles, who is Karen's, was Karen's roommate. Yeah. I guess we should say to you that uh, it seems like he was Kieran's psychiatrist. That's the vibe I got anyway. I don't know if it's true. I don't think they say it, but that seems to be the implication. That's about it, right? No, we gotta we gotta set up what happens next, which is that um, Hammond uh, is smoking weed, you know. Mary, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. And he tells them about Bubbles and her boyfriend, uh, Superhead. Is that right? He was Sam a, Archer. Yeah, he's an electronic musician. Mm-hmm. And they live together. And then Barry's going to go check them out, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, trivia. <laughs> yeah. Any one of the three drug classes that Barry describes as being post-war innovations? Um, antibiotic? You got it. Good job, bro. And that was an exciting part of the chapter, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's antibiotics, but I'll give it to you anyway. Well, the class is antibiotic. Though. No, it's antibiotic. I'm quoting, I'm quoting the text directly, bro. You can't, right. you can't own me on this. <laughs> what is the name of Anal Retentive's golden boy? And just to give you a bit of a, a clue here, Anal Retentive is the term. Oh yeah, for to refer oh, to J D Randall. Jesus, A-R- I have no idea. I can't believe you forgot about this character. You say Bill. Yeah, I would have accepted any part of his name, um, but his name is Sam Carlson. Mm, Sam Carlson. What design of dress is Barry's wife wearing at the party? I don't know, a floral dress? No, an A-line. A what? An A-line dress. All right. (laughs) Okay, what word did Art coin 
to describe the political views of doctors. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I remember this like bit. I can't remember what the word is though. Uh, it's not apolitical. It's like impolitical, maybe something like that. Oh, close, but no banana. It's <laughs> impolitical. Ah, uh, fuck off. <laughs> How many guesses was Blake able to solve his word puzzle in? Seven. Uh, that is uh, correct? Incorrect? Let me see. Yeah, I think it's right. I think you're right. It is correct. Yeah, it he is. says that uh, the yeah. best that he's heard is five, but yeah, he's only yeah. able to manage seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Whereas Barry... You got it. You got crappy it. Crappy old got Barry it. did it in nine. It. You got it. You got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's your next question? During the party... Blake and Barry play a puzzle game where the player is challenged to link the word mm. moans to the word rocky mm. by changing one letter at a time with each mm. change resulting in a valid English word mm. until the destination word is reached. Mm. Barry manages to do it in five stages. No, no. no Barry manages to do it in nine stages while Blake does it in seven. Without referring to the text... Your mission is to either recreate the stages of oh, Barry or you. Blake's attempts <laughs> or come up with one of your own that matches or beats Barry's score of nine. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you can do this like referring to it like a blank bit of paper to like work okay, it out. Okay, I'm going to do it. What are the two words? Moans and you want to reach. No, no. What is it? Moats. Moans. Moans. Moans and what? What's the other? Just look at the book. Rocky is the second word. So Rocky. from moans to rocky. Okay, so to beat nine, right? No, you have to match or beat. Okay. You just can't be worse than Barry. Okay. okay. And each one you can only change one letter, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, you change one letter at a time, but the change has to result in a valid word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm do this. this is gonna take you forever. I'm terrible at these games. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I would have killed you if you asked me this question. I'm trying to do it as well. It's not. It's not. It's not very easy. <laughs> is Rocky right? Yeah, Rocky. Okay, I think I got it in... Wait, no. Yeah, I think I got it in, uh, let's see, six? Seven. I got it in seven, I think. Wow, you beat Barry. Let's hear yeah. it. I want to okay. validate this. Moans. Yeah. Moats. Okay. Yeah. Moots. M-double-O-T-S. Yes. Yeah. Then mooks. Mooks? Yeah. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> Let me just uh, check my dictionary. One second. All right. Stupid or incompetent person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then mocks. Yeah. Okay. Rocks. Oh, good one. Yeah, good one. And Rocky. Done. Very good. Why oh, you fucking own Barry? Barry's, a, Barry's an idiot. <laughs> I'm as smart as uh, the other guy. I'm as smart as Blake, bro. I'm Blake. <laughs> Do you want to hear my attempt? I just did four. <laughs> 
Moans, uh, moons, <laughs> noons, and goons, and then I crapped out. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice, nice try there, Buster. I had no strategy whatsoever, and I was only changing the first letter after a while. So uh, anyway, pathetic. Uh, is that the end of the chapter, or is there one more question? Do you have another question? I don't have another question. No, that's the end of my, my other question. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was good radio. Yeah.